0: Welcome, everyone, to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. We're actually recording live today on Facebook and uh, YouTube. It'll be up on Instagram um, when when the recording's over. Uh, But you never know what's going to happen when we're recording live. You never know what questions might just happen. So let's go ahead and jump in with this feeling that I hear a lot of special education parents and teachers talking about, and it's this feeling of being out of options, being out of options of what to do next, just feeling like you're stuck and whatever your role is, whether you're the parent trying to figure out the next step for your child, or you're a teacher trying to figure out the next step for your student, there's this feeling of stuck and not knowing which way to turn. So we're gonna talk about two different strategies that I want you to consider if you're feeling stuck. Now, if you're watching this live, go ahead and put your questions below. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I've got a place for us to continue this conversation. It's brand new, so hang on till the end and I'll tell you exactly where we can connect further. All right, I've got two steps for you for when you're feeling stuck and out of options. Step number one, I want you to look at how your child or your student is receiving their services i'm not talking about having a big old iep meeting to change services but i do want you to look at how a child is receiving services a lot of ways that were determined before school shutdowns or before mandates or before things okay they're not working right now so we have to look at service delivery so that means is the service being a push in service, as in maybe the speech therapist is going into the classroom and that used to work great. But now we might need to think about pulling out of that classroom environment and having speech services someplace else just because the child needs a different level of intensity to get to where they're going. So let's look at that service delivery model when it comes to delivering academics delivering speech or social work or OT. All of these pieces need to be analyzed when a student is stuck or you're feeling stuck as the parent or teacher. Now, a lot of you are going to go look at the IEP. You're going to open up to that service page and you're going to say, I have no idea how these services are being delivered as a parent or As a teacher, you're like, well, it's listed that they get the service. And this is what we have been doing. Hmm, Maybe we can switch this up. This is a conversation that needs to be had. How are services being delivered? This typically does not require again, a huge IEP meeting or big decision making in the way that it, it stalls trying this out. Meaning that a lot of times we can talk about how our services being delivered and can we make some adjustments and, of course, take some data to see if making some adjustments in service delivery would be a good idea, like permanently on the IEP. But you can have this conversation and start working towards trying out these different options because that's where we started this conversation, right? You're feeling out of options. That's one place that you have options where you can adjust some things and see what might just be possible without making a huge change. Sometimes these little changes can make the biggest difference. So let's talk about the second place where I want you to look. And that's with what tools are being used. So typically two different things happen in special education, either A... A teacher's using a lot of different tools because they're, they don't have the curriculum or they don't have a set curriculum, a set standards that they're working on in their classroom and they're using this eclectic approach. So there's a lot of changing up that's happening. And to all the teachers who are doing that, I'm not condemning that. I was there. I was there as a special education teacher trying to pull together all the different pieces to make things work for my student because my district didn't provide me with the tools that I needed to have. So I hear you. I understand you but it's something that we need to look at. Or if we're not changing it up and having this eclectic approach, and then sometimes we're stuck in this rut of using the same materials over and over and over and over. (laughs) And it's just not motivating anymore to the student. And quite honestly, as the teacher, it might not be motivating for you either. I want you to get excited about the child reaching their next milestone. I want them to get excited about seeing new things but not seeing new things so often that it becomes confusing. There's a balance in that. So figuring out what tools you are using and what you may need to change or what you may need to stick with a little bit longer and take some data and see how it's working. That's another place where you can find options that don't require a big IEP meeting. Now in the IEP, If it is determined that a certain curriculum has to be used, let's just say the child has dyslexia and it's been determined that the school is going to use a specific type of curriculum for this child, absolutely, I'm not telling you to go against the IEP. But most IEPs do not have specific curriculum written into the actual goals. They might mention them in the notes section. In fact, I often encourage that. I often encourage that we list out what is currently being used, but that we don't limit ourselves to that within the goals exactly for times like this, when we need options. So there's two places that you need to look into service delivery and into the tools and curriculum that are being used. Those two places can help you get unstuck. Now I'm gonna share with you a strategy next that I was just talking to a master IEP coach. For those of you that don't know, I'm the founder of the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. And we were talking about wins. And we were talking about what was working for her client. And she had this new client and the client felt very unheard. She felt stuck. She felt like she was out of options. And quite honestly, that's why she hired this master IP coach. So before the meeting even happened, she helped the parent write a parent input letter. Now, a lot of people call these a lot of different things. Uh, It could just be an advocacy letter, right? Here's what my concerns are. But when we write it, we write it in a way, and when I say we, I mean Master IP Coaches. This is how I train in the mentorship to write this parent concerns letter in a way that says, hey, thank you for what you are doing. Here's the following concerns I'd like to address in the meeting. And then we put a vision statement in there of why those things are important. What what does the parent see going forward? So the Master IP Coach helped the parent put together this letter. They submitted it to the school several days before the IEP meeting. They get to the IEP meeting, and that letter was basically used as the agenda for the meeting. I love when that happens. So we get all the points covered, get to the end of the meeting, and quite honestly, the parent was feeling a little bit like, ooh, was that the right strategy? I want to make sure I didn't burn any bridges. I I, I want to know how the teacher felt about getting that letter. And that letter went to the entire team, but she approached the teacher specifically and said, Hey, um, that letter that I sent, like, was that okay? Like, you know, how did you feel about that? The teacher said, I have never seen something like that before. And it was wonderful to know what the parent was thinking, where to focus the conversation, where the team could brainstorm and bring solutions even before the IEP meeting. I did not say predetermine, I said brainstorm, okay? So brainstorm ideas and really get focused on what needs to happen next for this child. Because again, they were feeling stuck and out of options. The teacher loved this approach because you know what? Parents, if you you haven't uh, seen it everywhere, teachers, are so burnt out now, parents, you might be thinking, uh, welcome to my world. As a special education parent, I'm always burnt out. Yep. Okay. So let's link arms and walk side by side and help each other figure out how to get unstuck. So again, that could be looking at our different options for services or service delivery, looking at different ways that we are using tools and curriculum, and making sure that we're communicating well, especially before an IEP meeting, so we can get the most out of that time together. Now, I promised you that I would tell you where we can continue a bit of this conversation. Um, I did something that I told myself I would never do. In fact, told a lot of people that I would never open up a free Facebook group to talk all about IEPs, because let's just face it, there's a lot of drama that can happen in a Facebook group, but I promise you this is different. This Facebook group is centered around our conversations that we have here on the podcast. It will be monitored. There's no drama. There's no throwing each other under the bus. It's an honest way to help others brainstorm, get ideas, and get unstuck. We will also have exclusive members-only events that, yes, there will be a small fee for those, but it will be a small fee And that's where you'll get access to me within a Zoom to talk about IEP strategies and also our guest experts that are on the podcast. Many of them are going to join us for guest expert sessions. So that's the next level. That's the members only events. It's a VIP kind of backstage pass. But the general membership of being able to get unstuck and brainstorm ideas in a positive way with no drama, that is absolutely free. And you can get an invitation by coming over to iepchecklist.com. So once you go to iepchecklist.com, you're gonna download a free checklist. And with that, you're gonna get an invite to continue the conversation about this podcast that you're listening and all of the other podcasts. You're gonna get that invitation dropped into your email so you know where to go, so you can join us to continue the conversation. Just remember, if you're feeling stuck, you do have options you do have ways that you can make changes without it feeling exhausting and overwhelming. I can't wait to help you through those next steps and I'll see you next time on the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast.